so uh, this is new for both of us, but welcome to the first week of Coffee with Christ. And uh, we're going to get into Matthew chapter 2 a little bit. Um, but first, we just want to do some introductions, you know, just so if you don't know us, if you don't go to church with us, if you don't live in Cookville and you're listening, you got to know who you're talking to, right? right? And so I'm Dylan Wood. I am the youth minister at uh, Double Springs Church of Christ, and I'm also general manager of a heating and air company in town. So it, it's kind of funny, you don't, you don't hear a lot about bivocational ministers anymore. And um, there's a few of them in Cookville, but bivocational means you're in ministry, but you also work full time. I was like, you got me there. I had no idea what that yeah, meant. Yeah, bivocational. Big words. Big words. Um, but that's kind of who I am. Uh, I'm not from Cookville. I was born in Crossville, lived there my whole life, and uh, moved here to go to college and just kind of fell in love with the place, fell in love with the people, and I stayed. So uh, that's who I am. What about you? Uh, I'm Jackson Whitson. I am the co-host to Coffee in Christ and the creator of the name. I will tally that one right there. You gotta there. give it to him. It was uh, good. I mean, it was good. Uh, but I'm 18 years old and I go to Cookville High School here in Cookville. And uh, I've gone to Sycamore Church of Christ most of my life, but I'm currently going to Double Springs and, and best friends with Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it kind of, are you done? I didn't mean to talk Yeah, to I'm done. done. So, um, kind of give us some grace because we just really were amateurs and we just wanted to do a podcast. Very amateur. So, we're, we're learning this too. So, you know, if our audio is not great this week, we'll fix it for next week. But I just bear with us. But that's kind of, that's where I met Jackson. I met him at Sycamore. And what's kind of funny is we weren't really that good of friends there. I mean, we were. It's a weird situation. We were, but uh, so I was the youth intern there. Kind of got that job by mistake, and that's how I got into ministry. It started out with Kevin Darty, whom will be on this podcast one day because the man's amazing. Oh, absolutely. Amazing. But absolutely. I, he asked me to drive the bus one day, like randomly, because he needed help. And I was like, yeah, sure. And that turned into an internship with kids, and I just fell in love with ministry. Funny how like, God works. It really is funny how God works. We're going to talk about you know, um, but fell in love with ministry. Like I really liked it and then met kids like Jackson that made it worth it. And that's Aww. what you have to, I mean, really, that's sweet. That's what you have to kind of base yourself on because you're going to have good kids and you're going to have some kids that make you want to bang your head into a wall and you meet the good kids and it makes everything worth it, you know? So that's kind of how we became friends. I left Sycamore, and um, I, I'm going to tell this publicly because everyone knows it. Like, when I left Sycamore, I didn't want to go. Like, mm-hmm. sat in my truck in the parking lot, cried like a 12-year-old, and did not want to leave that church because I loved it there. It was a big step. I loved it there. Big step. And so, left there because it's crazy how God's plan works. Got hired as the youth minister at Double Springs and um, started out with a really small group of kids. And that's grown into something more than what I thought it would be. And then, of course, families like the Whitsons moved over there. And um, some of my other kids from Sycamore have been coming over. And so it's just, it's great. And I wouldn't want to be anywhere else than Double Springs right now. I mean, that church is incredible. If you go there, shout out to my church family. If right. you don't, maybe you should try it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that's kind of that's kind of how we became friends. And, and we didn't really become friends until after I left. 
Yeah, it was strange how it worked. It was. Kind of grew closer when you decided to leave. Right. And I was like... Oof. I mean, just random golf trips. Well, fun fact. Uh, this is where I want to stop with my talking. One of my favorite and first really good memories with Jackson. So, those of you that have not seen me, I'm not a small man. Like, I... I'm not huge, but I mean, I'm a big guy. And I used to drive a 4 Series BMW. Like, very small car. Oh, I know where this is going. Very small car, but I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And probably we would buy one if I found a good deal on it right now. Because they're awesome. And fast. But we were going to the golf course, I think. Was I taking you to the golf course? Yeah, I think I was coming. You were picking me up from work yes, when we were going. Before Little Jackson could drive. That's right. And um, so here was me, who was 18, and we're driving to the golf course, driving somewhere, and <laughs> this family of raccoons. There's like mom, dad, two kids. The dad was not there. It was just the mom. Uh, there was four so, of them there. That's all I know. So these raccoons are crossing the street. Very majestic. Really a pretty nature scene. Natural geographic. And then we see what man can do because I was just trying to be funny, and I, I absolutely floored this car, thinking that they would move took it like a champ folks that i killed an entire family of raccoons they didn't move and my car was like three inches I off think the we ground caught air. it was bad i think we caught air so i killed all these raccoons while i'm driving with jackson in the passenger seat and he looked at me like i was a horrible person but that was my first like and now we flourished memory. now we've made a podcast favorite memory now we have a podcast so um if you have a pet raccoon at home keep it away from me because i'll demolish it <laughs> But uh, anything you want to add to that? Oh, no. I think you explained that perfectly. But but that's kind of the way we want to work with this is um, one thing that we've tried to do this year, starting in 2022, is I like to take a laid-back approach to the scriptures because I think a lot of times the church, and what I'm saying is the church of Christ, mm-hmm. I think, and I'll freely say this, I think we talk over people. Yeah. And I think we just rely on the fact that people know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then when you try to explain it, they're like, uh, I actually have no idea what, we're, <laughs> what you're talking about. And so we, we made plans like very nonchalant in 2022 to meet once a week. Of course, I see Jackson a lot <laughs> during the week. We work together too. He also works at the heating and cooling place that we own as well. So I see him a lot. Which could be a good thing or a bad thing, I guess. Um, so, we wanted to make plans to just nonchalantly once a week. Just sit down and talk about the Bible. Yeah. And nothing structured. Now, we will be a little bit more structured on here. Just as far as... This first episode is just a little right. intro. Maybe the chapter that we're on. But just bring up questions. And, and real-life application of the Bible. Yeah. And so, we're going to start in Matthew... And we're going to go through the Gospels. Um, but today, we're not going to get into as much Bible as we normally would because we're just, we want you to know who we are. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that's kind of where we stand. And that's what we want to do. We just want to, to talk because I'm really good at it. And some people tell me I talk way too often. I know. You <laughs> no, do great. He's biased. You do great. Um, but just talk about the Bible and kind of figure out, you know, what that leads into. And maybe you're listening to this and you're not a Christian. Send us a message, I guess. 
an email. Come to Double Springs. Come to Double Springs That'd Church be of Christ. Easier. It would be, but we can make it work. You know, if you have questions about the Bible, then ask them. Or maybe if you're listening and you know us and you have a question that you want discussed, ask us. We'll do our best. Yeah. You know, so that's the, that's the goal of the podcast, I guess. I mean, am I speaking out of turn? Oh no, I agree. I agree. Just trying to to really go through the New Testament, and it may take us a year. Or heck, this may be this may go on for years. I, who knows? I hope so. I'd be but cool. I hope so. Thanks to the listeners out there. That's right. We hope it goes on for a long time. <laughs> um, so that's kind of all the intro stuff that I have. I, I think have. I'm good here. I'm so, right in. In, in we're not going to read all this, okay? So if you've got your Bible or you want to listen to this later, I'm going to talk about some stuff in Matthew chapter two. Um, I'm not going to read all of it. And but by the way, we are skipping Matthew 1 because it only talks about genealogies, and that's a lot of big names and words. So we're going to go ahead and just skip on to chapter 2. Right. I mean, Jackson's in high school, and um, I went to college for two years. So right. I'm kind of One class away from associates. One history class away from an associate's degree. You can get it. Maybe it'll happen one day. Maybe. But um, in, in chapter 2, verse 13... Okay, it says, Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. So there is a decree going out in Matthew 2. And basically, Herod wants to kill all the boys, the young boys. And so the angel of the Lord speaking to Joseph and basically saying, Take him to a safe place. Yeah. That way he's not going to get hurt. And so it's kind of funny. Like I have goosebumps just talking about this, which is you think is not a big deal, but when you think about it, and that's really what we're trying to, to inspire here, I guess, is I want deeper thinking Yeah. when it comes to the Bible. You know, I was taught this thing, and I taught this in a lot of classes with the kids at church, with the youth group, is I learned this thing called exegesis, which it sounds like a crazy big word, and it's really stressful, or for me it was at first when I heard it in Bible college. Um, but all it means is take one verse and pick out as much as you can from one verse. And so what we used to have to do was we would get a verse on a piece of paper in Bible college, and we would have to get like 10 to 15 sermon ideas from one verse, which... At first, you're like, wow. Like The first time I did it, I think I made like a 60 because I could only get six. <laughs> but then they teach you, you know, ask the questions in your mind. The who, what, when, why, where, all this stuff about this verse. And when you do that, like, it will open your eyes. Or for me, it did. Open my eyes to Scripture. So that's kind of what I'm going to do here. And, and Jackson's going to take maybe a different approach. I'm not sure. But that's just how I study. But one thing that 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 picks out or that shows to me in chapter two, there are two different accounts of the angel of the Lord speaking to Joseph. So when we become Christians, we have the gift of the Holy spirit, but God doesn't speak to me. Yeah. Now he may speak to me through other people. He may answer my prayers that way, but God is not going to speak to me and say, Dylan, there's a coming a burning bush, right? Dylan, go and do this. Yeah. And so, one thing else that, that I kind of found unique here was he said, rise, the first account. Okay, I'm going to do it twice. 
But the first account in uh, starting in verse 13 um, is after it says rise and go. You know, well, let's simplify it down. Rise and go. Then following in verse 14, it says, And he, he being Joseph, uh, rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt. So we see the angel of the Lord giving him something to do. Mm-hmm. And obviously we weren't there. But if it was important, it's not going to be left out. Joseph didn't say, well, what if I do it this way? Maybe you should do this. Right. And that, I think we get caught up in that as Christians a lot. And when we're commanded to do things, because God commands us to do stuff. Okay, we have commandments that we're supposed to follow in the Bible. But for some reason now, we're not like Joseph. We don't get up and go. Yeah. When we're supposed to. So there was no questions asked, no skewing what was told, but it was just go. And, you know, I've, I've thought about this before, and I'm, I'll, you interject whenever you want. But I've thought about this before. When the angel of the Lord, if, if he appeared to me in a dream and told me to go outside and wash my cat when it's 30 degrees... I'm going to get up and do it. Now, that's weird. That's a weird way to put it. But that's just shows but you. But if the angel of the Lord yeah. said it and appeared to me in a dream, because that's so powerful, mm-hmm. I mean, put yourself in Joseph's shoes. You're not going to say no. Yeah. The angel of the Lord just appeared to me. And so I think that has something to do with it. But I think we forget how powerful the words of the scripture are. I mean, the commandments that we have are just as important as if the angel of the Lord was speaking to us. Because every word in the Bible is inspired by God. It's God's word. But for some reason, when it tells us to go, we don't go. Why? I don't think it's as practical as it is now than it was then because we have uh, more people telling us what to do instead of... uh, in different ways, instead of just reading what the Bible says, we care more about what the newest celebrity is saying or something like that. And But if they say that, then we might be more, I don't know, urgent to go do that. But it just seems that now if you come to, if the Holy Spirit comes to you in a dream, people look at you and say, you're crazy. Right. And that, I mean, what that boils down to, in really simple terms is we as people okay and I'm including myself in this I'm including Jackson in this I mean my Christian friends I'll include them in this that we value what the world tells us to do more than what we value God's word Mm -hmm. and that's sad I mean really because (laughs) you think about the church in general. And I asked this question, I think, or maybe if I didn't ask the question, I will. You know, one thing you're going to learn about me, I'm very scatterbrained because I have like a thousand things going on in my head. I also have ADHD. But it's like I have a thousand things going on through my mind. But I'm either going to ask this question, I already have asked it to my youth group, is think about the church. And I refer to that as God's church, the church that God created. You know, if everybody in the church acted just like you do. I mean, everything. 
then how strong would the church be? You have asked this question. Right? I have already asked yeah, it. Okay, you cool, asked it. Cool. Yeah. yeah. If it was as powerful as what I just, you know. Yeah, you did. You did. But that's a very sobering question. You know, if if the church was, and everybody in it, you know, the church is a people, a group of people, not a building. But if the church and everyone was just like you, how strong would it be? That's a really sobering question. I mean, you don't think about that very often, yeah. but it really is. And so how strong do you consider yourself? I mean, as a Christian, what do you think? One to ten? Yeah, one to ten. I say I'm I'm a solid eight. eight. You know, I'd say a solid seven. So there's always room. I always think there's room of improvement, obviously, but solid, solid seven to eight. Yeah. And so you think about Joseph in this sense... When the angel of the Lord is speaking to him, you're like, oh, man, this was like 10. Yeah. Okay, now Jesus obviously was born one chapter earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have to think about the times here. But Joseph, when he was commanded something, he went and he did it. Okay, now I know we make mistakes, and I know that we're always going to sin. We're always going to fall short. But we have to understand the magnitude of God's word. Because if we skip down um, in verse 19, okay, and and in between that, you know, it says in verse 16, um, then Herod, when he saw he had been tricked by the wise man, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and all in that region that were two years old or under. You know, let's, let's hit a soft spot here. Jackson has two brand new... Adorable nephews. Yeah. Samuel and Jonah. Mm-hmm. Imagine if this decree came out whenever, you know, right now. Yeah. You know, if our president said, we're going to do this. Yeah. How would you feel? We're going to kill all the babies two years old and younger. I would all be, boys. I'd be wondering why this president is still in office. Well, but, yeah, but. But obviously. It, it's a scary thought to think that one Herod had this much power to just take innocent lives like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's obviously scary to um, imagine how much of maybe Christians were wiped out right there. Or, or ones that could have been. Potential Christians, yeah. right? So think about it this way. If, you know, if an angel of the Lord, if the and we know it's proof. The angel of the Lord mm-hmm. came to you in a dream, which would not happen. Yeah. But let's let's be a little abstract here. If he said that to you and said, hey, I'm take them to a safe place. I'm going to tell you where to take them. Are you going to take them? If you know it's the angel of the Lord, hey, Jackson, take them to a safe place. Are you going to go? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay, I would do it too if I had. I mean, I have two nieces. Um, but, I mean, if I had, if I was that close with... A two-year-old boy and someone said hey take him to a set i'm gonna do it like, yeah. there's no questions asked yeah even if it doesn't work i'm gonna do it and so the inspired word of god is saving us from something far worse than just death you know let's just be real here and i'm gonna i'm gonna be the first one to say it in the first episode in the first 15 minutes hell's a real place oh, i yeah. mean it, it, we're not gonna sugarcoat it it's scary and it is scary so i don't want to go scarier than death really yeah so we have commands in the bible 
from God, the inspired word of God that is telling you, hey, I'm going to take you and I'm going to let you go to a safe place, heaven. And we still don't take it serious. Yeah. I mean, there are so many people in this world. You know, we go, and I'll use this as an example, Double Springs. How many do you think we have on Sunday mornings? I don't know. Like, around, I say we're around the ballpark, like 200 on a good it's Sunday like morning. It's like 130 yeah. to 200. It, it all, it just, it ranges about who's in town. If the Burringtons were there, all of them, it's like an extra 20. We're all going to know, so, yeah. Um, that's a very, the Brewingtons feel like half of our congregation. We're all family. Um, but think about that in retrospect to the world. And how many people aren't at church on Sunday? A whole lot. You know, Cookville, Tennessee, maybe you're even listening here out of state. Let's, let's be more specific. We are the Bible Belt. We are the Bible Belt. Okay, Cookville, Tennessee, you know, if you're in the Walmart... I do refer to Walmart as the Walmart, okay? But if you're in the Walmart, then I would honestly say, I don't want to overshoot it. Like four people out of ten, if you were to go in there and ask them where they go to church, would be Church of Christ. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's more evident, I guess, people here that have lived here their whole life don't see that. Mm-hmm. But me coming from a different town... Moving here, the church is massive compared to Crossville, which I'm not hating on Crossville. It's fine. We have a lot of church. The, the church is there. But the church here is massive. We have about four large-scale yeah. congregations. And that's not even counting us in Baxter. Right. I was saying just Cookville only. Some very large-scale people. Right. 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 <laughs> so my microphone did something weird. Um, but I mean, it's massive here and we have four congregations, you know, Sycamore, Willow Avenue, Jefferson and College side that I know Sycamore's around 400 and then Willow's I couldn't even tell 550, 600 college side. I saw their attendance numbers one day. It's like, don't they have I don't know. They two? have two services. Yeah. And one of them. I mean, I think the church collectively members is like 900. I mean, take Bible bowl, for example. I mean, how big is that? It, of course, it's dropped a little bit because of COVID, but before COVID was at a high, I mean, what we we've had nine hundred plus people in oh, that yeah. in the gym in no, the I'm stadium. Not, there's more like there's thousands of people there. Yeah, there's uh, like yeah, fifteen hundred yeah. to two thousand. Yeah, and I know maybe not. I've not seen it as big as it normally is because COVID hit as soon as I moved here. Yeah, <laughs> basically, I, I saw one year where it was normal, but. All of that to say, the church is huge here. But even compared to the population we have in this town, how many people are not at church? A whole lot. How many people that go to that you go to school with have no church background at all? A whole lot. I got twenty four hundred kids in my school. Mm-hmm. A whole lot do not go to church. Right. You know, I see that in youth ministry too. You, you go and pick up kids from school, and you're excited because you have seven kids getting your van. Yeah. And then you see all these other kids loading onto the buses. that, And maybe they're going to church. You know, it's not, I'm not comparing it to that. But when you're thinking about it, you have, you know, 130 on a Wednesday night. You know, where's everybody at? Yeah. Because they just don't care. 
Yeah. And let's just put it, let's just say how it is. But I guess the moral of my soapbox here is in verse 13, he gets a command. Joseph gets a command from the angel of the Lord. You know, go, rise, which is a verb, rise and go. And then in verse 14, he rose and went. Okay, and then again in verse 19 or 20, saying, you know, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream in the latter part of 19 and 20, saying, rise, take the child and his mother, um, the child that was spared, by the way, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who sought the child's life are dead. And verse 21, what's it say? Jackson, what's it say? And he rose and took the child. He went. So how do we fix that? I mean, how do we as Christians inspire other people to go and do what it says? How do we do that? Uh, The best form of, I think, flattery, if you would say, is when somebody imitates you. Yeah. And so... Um, and that could be a good thing. I think also imitation is the thief of joy in a lot of ways. But if we were to show the faith that that Joseph made here, then maybe people would follow. And if not, then we're still doing what we're commanded to do. Right. And I think you're exactly right. But you know, you think about, I think a lot of the stigma maybe is people who see Christian people, okay, other people who are of the world, who don't have a relationship with Christ. When they see Christians, I think a lot of times they're like, oh, well, they think they're better than me. Yeah, we have a higher look. That's what I think. that is like furthest from the truth. I mean, in a lot of cases, though, with some people, it kind of is the truth. I think a lot of people are arrogant in that way, but... But I agree with you. The more majority is further from that than... I can see. No, I see what you're saying. Because there are people in the church that do think, oh, just because I found this, just because I have a relationship with God makes me better than somebody else. Yeah. And it doesn't. I mean... It's like what you said in class one time when we... When a new kid gets brought in and we maybe know a past about them and we're like, oh, why are you here? And that automatically puts us in them thinking that we're higher than them. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll be honest, I've, I've thought that. Somebody walks in, I'm like, what are they doing here? Like, do they know this is church? And I shouldn't think like that. But that's that I will admit to having that kind of persona that, oh, wow. You know, I'm, I know the Bible, and they do not, so I'm higher. That makes me better. Yeah. You know, I mean, I thought it too. Yeah. I'm a minister. We can't think like that because mm-hmm. the only thing that that's different about Christians and non-Christians is, and I'm going to say we, when I refer to we, I'm talking about Christians. Me and Jackson are both Christians. But we, all we have found is our higher purpose. We found our purpose. You know, I've said this time and time again. You know, my purpose is not to work at Action Heating and Cooling. Though I, I love the place, I would do I do a lot for that place. I work hard. But that may be something I'm good at. Mm-hmm. It's not my purpose. If you think about it, we all have the same purpose. We it's, do. As Christians, we yeah. have our purpose is to to fill this is kinda of funny, 
but when you refer to heaven as a stadium, as it it makes sense. Cowboy yeah. Stadium, maybe heaven. <laughs> but it's the closest thing right there. You think about the Dallas Cowboy Stadium as heaven. Our goal is to number one. Our purpose is to work hard in our life here in fill order to make seats. sure we're sitting there. Fill them seats. And fill all the other ones. I mean, let's just put it that way. That's our purpose. Yep. Our purpose is not to please anybody else here. Our purpose is to be acceptable and pleasing unto God. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, we have to we have to understand that when we have commands in the Scripture, the same way that Joseph had a command from the angel of the Lord, we have to do what we're supposed to do. We have to go. We have to rise and go. Yeah. And it's not going to happen all the time. Yeah. It's not. But we'll get into grace another day. <laughs> you know, work but for it. that's one thing too. Christians, we're just as messed up as people in the world. But we really are. Mm-hmm. The only thing that we have that they don't is we have a way to deal with it. Yeah. You know, as a Christian, you have to own your mistake. You have to be honest. And I'm going to talk about honesty a lot because that's a, it's a big thing with me. It really is. And you have to be honest with God. You have to be vulnerable with God. And you have to, when you don't go, you have to say, I, I didn't go, God. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need help with this. You know what yeah. we're going to say? I'm well, sorry. being honest with God, it's funny. He already knows. Right. Like, like we're being honest more for our our devotion, I guess, to say to God that we have that relationship that we can talk about whatever with him. And he already knows. And I'm, Right. That's what blows my mind. Yeah. I can't comprehend God. He already knows. Yeah. He's already uh, the next 20 minutes ahead of us, but right. also here right now. Right. And we can go on forever. Right. So that's that's just what I wanted to talk about in Matthew 2 is we have to go. Mm-hmm. You know, when we get a command, when we're as Christians... We have to take the Bible seriously. Yeah. Because it's just as prevalent now. It's just as meaningful now. It's just as impactful now as it was in the early church. Yep. You know, obviously in Matthew 2, they didn't have a Bible that they opened to and turned to Matthew chapter 2. Okay, but they still had commands just the same way we do. Yeah. And I think since we don't have Jesus in front of us telling us what to do. We don't take it as seriously. Yeah, put it on the back burner. Right. But in the way we, we do, Jesus is not going to speak to us, but he does through his word. Yeah. And so that's, do you have anything to add? I think you, you got it. So that's, we'll wrap up our studies there today. Is And something to think about, I want to give you, I'm going to try to do this every week if I don't forget, but I want to give you something to think about. You know, something for you to ponder this week because, you know, that happens to me a lot. I'll listen to something and then maybe not when I'm listening to it, I think about it as in-depthly as I do, you know, an hour later. Yeah. And so my thing that I want you to think about is the, the commands in the scriptures. Okay. When it tells us to do something, are we doing it the way that we need to do it? Mm-hmm. Are we taking the Bible seriously? Because Joseph took the situation and... And we can even say a life was in danger at this moment in Matthew 2, and it was. It was, yeah. But our lives now, if we're not following the commands of the Bible, is in just as much danger, if not more, uh, more danger, more. more danger yeah, than the situation in Matthew 2. Guys, take the Word of God seriously. 
it, it's it's everything. You agree with that? I agree. It's everything. So, anything to add? I think I'm good. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. First week, all the nervousness is gone now. Coffee so, and Christ. First episode, Coffee and Christ. Thanks for listening.